Welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee Billett. If you employ staff, engage contractors, or rely on people to help deliver your products or services, you're in the right place. Join us each week as we dive in to uncover what makes people tick, learn the best strategies and tactics to build an amazing team, and most importantly, discover how you, the business owner or leader, can unleash the power of your people to help create the successful business you deserve. Let's get started. Hi everyone, welcome to episode number 85 of the People Powered Business Podcast. Your host, Christy Lee here, back with you for another fabulous episode of the podcast. Welcome to all of our new listeners. If this is the first time you're joining us or one of the first episodes you're listening to, welcome. It's fabulous to have you here. We have episodes of the podcast coming out each and every Wednesday, and it's wonderful to have some new listeners with us. And to our regular listeners who join us each and every week, thank you. I truly appreciate you joining us, and it's fabulous to have you back for another episode. And we have a goodie today. We've got a special guest joining us. Um, and we've had a few special guests lately, but I'm super excited to bring you this uh, chat with Christy Smith from Virtual Elves. So it's going to be a little confusing with two Christies here on the show with you today, but we we work our way through it. Don't you worry. Now, I was really excited to chat to Christy on the podcast because Christy's business, Virtual Elves, is all about outsourcing and particularly around outsourcing using overseas-based virtual assistants. Now, I know for many of you listening, you've considered perhaps an overseas VA. And some of you may have even tried that path. And one of the things I chatted to Christy about before we did our interview was I had always been a little bit hesitant about the whole overseas VA thing, because to be honest, I had heard some horror stories where it was a total waste of money, or they just weren't any good, or it was just too time consuming. I'd heard some really bad stories. And on the flip side, the people that I know that had had success with building their teams and building their businesses by outsourcing to overseas VAs had been in really specific industries. And people from those industries had gone out and set up businesses to employ these overseas uh, virtual assistants. I mean, VA is the word I'm using, but it's it's really any kind of support role within your business that you might be outsourcing or even technical specialist roles. So VA is a, a very broad term. I'm not only talking about very basic VA work when I say this. So I'd seen some people have real success growing their teams. In fact, one of my business buddies who I catch up with regularly, she's in real estate and she very successfully has grown her team with overseas support but again, it's a very industry-specific team, and she honestly says she couldn't do without them. So they're an invaluable part of her team, and she she has a team locally as well. So I've seen it work, but I've also heard some horror stories. So I had some hesitation, and that's why I thought it would be great to bring an expert onto the podcast to give us their insight about when you might want to consider outsourcing, what what are good things to outsource, what kinds of businesses should be considering outsourcing, and how it can really help us to grow our businesses, because that is what it's all about. These people, although they're not in our office, and in fact, they're not even direct employees because they can't be because they don't live in Australia, but they are part of our team. And quite often, they get to know our customers and our clients. They're integral to the smooth operation of our business. And 
they really appreciate the opportunity to work for businesses like ours. So I wanted to get an expert on to really walk us through it. And so I'm excited to bring you our conversation uh, that Christy and I have had. So let me give you a bit of background. So Christy is the founder of Virtual Elves, and she's been working with and helping other businesses to develop strategies and methods and tools for effective outsourcing for many, many years. So She shows businesses how they can outsource, how they can scale, and how they can grow and be profitable, which is key for all of us. And Christy is known for her ability to see how businesses can operate in a more efficient way and walking business owners through that process. She's a very systems-orientated, efficiency kind of person. Christy uses her own business growth, her mistakes, the lessons she's learned along the way, and hands-on practical strategies and helps businesses to implement those immediately. So she founded Virtual Elves in 2009, and they now employ or engage a team of over 42 international virtual assistants, graphic designers, web developers. They've got a new podcast um, developing whiz on their team now as well, and various other contractors. So Christie's business engages these people, and then she subcontracts them out to businesses like, like you and I have. She's a popular expert in her field for podcast interviews, um, entrepreneur education, and she works with all sorts of networks in that space. Prior to founding her business, Virtual Elves, she managed large teams and implemented front office processes and customer service training for really large businesses, private hospitals, five-star hotels. And aside from work, she's a mum of two based on the Northern Beaches in Sydney, and hubby and her kids and her family uh, enjoy everything that the lifestyle there has to offer. Um, so she's she's a fabulous human being, and I'm so pleased to have her on the podcast. So without any further delay, let's welcome Christy Smith to the People Powered Business Podcast. Christy Smith, welcome to the podcast. It is fabulous to have you here. Thanks, Christiane. How exciting to be here and to be able to talk about all things outsourcing. Thanks for having me. Oh, such a great topic. But before we dive into it, tell everyone a little bit about yourself and about your business and what you do. Okay, so um, I have been running Virtual Elves for 11 years now um, and started out uh, very much being the virtual assistant myself and deciding that I wanted to do a little bit more than just look after the the clients that I could physically manage myself and so started to branch out a little bit and add some services and and add add a few bits and pieces that I couldn't do myself and so it sort of grew very quickly over 11 years from being myself to now being a team of over 40 um, virtual assistants. We are primarily out of the Philippines at the moment, um, but we have sort of provided services from Australia in the past. And we service small businesses and solo entrepreneurs who want to learn how to systemize, delegate, automate their business as best as possible to be able to grow, scale and basically let go of the things that uh, that are holding them back from doing that. I love it. It's so good. And I love that you come from the angle of starting to be that outsourced person yeah. yourself and then growing a huge team, 40. Wow. That's like, mm. you know, that's a lot mm. of people to look after. Um around this model and I and I really love it because we can't grow businesses that are going to give us both success and freedom without people without team of some sort and I think outsourcing yep. is such a great way 
I think at various points in our growth in business, when we first start out, you know, and we need to offload some things, outsourcing is fabulous, but also as we grow, um, Mm. outsourcing is such an important part of the growth model. And what I love about how you structure things in your business is we talk a lot on the podcast about employees versus contractors and all the ATO issues that go with that. But when you're outsourcing (laughs) overseas, all Mm. those issues go away, don't they? (laughs) They do. <laughs> and, and I think, you know, that's what attracted me from the early stages. I mean, I'd had a career in hotels and five-star um, and private hospitals and so managing teams of 150 people. Mm. So I knew how to manage teams and I knew that uh, particularly in hotels and hospitals, hospitals particularly, just the red tape um, mm-hmm. to get through in hiring people and, you know, onboarding and, and inductions and all of those sorts of things. I knew that I didn't want to go through that again necessarily mm. um, at that level and didn't want to have the overheads as a as a very small business with not a lot of income. You know, I wanted the help, but I didn't want the, the headaches that went with it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's take the help or the headaches, you yeah. know. It's, um, and so you're right, having, having it as a contractor model and having that primarily offshore base means that you can have a very lean business uh, that that doesn't cost you a lot of money but also allows you to be very agile and adaptable when things don't go so right so Mm. particularly during COVID you know that's been really important for me and I think you know what I've seen of even the companies that the agencies that are doing what I do overseas Mm that have a have an office model compared to my home-based model, even they suffered and had to close down and, you know, weren't able to keep operating their business. So I think it's it's definitely been a bonus for me with the model that we have where everyone is home-based and contracted. It's allowed me to keep going. It's allowed my clients to keep going, um, you know, even if they've had to scale down, mm. it's allowed us to, to not have to close down. Absolutely. And that's the beauty of outsourcing. It's this ability Mm. to scale up and scale down to meet Mm. the business demands because there will be seasons in business where, you know, you just need extra help, but that Mm. might not be permanent extra help. And outsourcing is the gift that allows you to do that without having that, like you said, the overheads and the commitment that goes with it. So I'm curious, what are the key reasons you see people looking to, to outsource or considering outsourcing as an option? Is it usually around growth or are there other reasons? Look, I think it, there, there are definitely other reasons and I think probably the key reason isn't growth. I think the key reason is actually overwhelm, mm. that we get to a point as a small business owner when we are the only person wearing our 100 hats, doing everything, we get to a point where we feel like it's Groundhog Day. We are coming in where... Our business, you know, has levelled out, it's plateaued. We're not actually stepping it up. We're not able to because we're just dealing with the everyday. Mm. And so when you add on top of that, you know, children or, you know, other activities, it, it it weighs you down if you're not able to have someone that you can collaborate with to support you. Um, and I think, you know, the growth then the growth mentality of wanting to grow definitely is there but it's the overwhelm that leads people to take action mm. so so i think um but, but the strange thing is is it's that overwhelm that is the worst time 
to start outsourcing (laughs) when you're in overwhelm is the worst time because you don't have the time to bring somebody on board well. You don't have the time to search for the right person and make sure that you're finding the right person. Um, And usually in that overwhelm, you're you're so flustered that you Mm. kind of go, I don't have time to bring on anyone and I don't have the income. And so so people then don't do it. Mm, That's so interesting. And that Mm. feeling of overwhelm is every business owner's nightmare, but we have all been there. And I was on a call this morning with another business owner who shared with me that she was feeling like all over the shop, like she was playing a game of whack-a-mole, you know, where one thing pops up and you swack it down and then the next thing's popping up. And that's the feeling. That's the overwhelm Mm -hmm. feeling. And the other problem that we all have when we're in that state of overwhelm is that we can never get clarity about what it is that actually needs to change because we we just can't get our head clear. So if we're yeah. trying to make decisions about outsourcing, like you said, that's the worst time to do it because mm-hmm. we're going to not have the clarity to really know what should be outsourced, what can be outsourced, what we don't want to be doing, what we do want to be doing because mm-hmm. our heads are just spinning. So it's a good point you've touched on there, mm-hmm. not to wait until the overwhelm sets in before, you know, looking at outsourcing. Do you see businesses, I guess, holding on to things when they could be outsourcing and it would be better for their business? Oh, for sure. You know, there's just, and I think, again, this comes down to the fact of, you know, not wanting to let go because they don't think that someone's going to be able to do it as well as them or it's their baby, you know, they don't want to let someone in, all of those sorts of things. But And and also that comes from a sense of uh, the unknown and Mm. fear around something that they don't know much about or they don't know whether it's going to work for them and they're scared that it's, you know, too much of a risk to to go offshore and and delegate their work or look at something differently. So um, I think, yeah, absolutely, they're usually in that time of overwhelm, just before that overwhelm is where people sort of think, no, I might as well just do it myself because yeah. it'll be just as quick. Yeah, And it's that time where we actually need to sit down and go, actually, mm. yes, it is going to be quicker if I do it. But over time, it's not because over time I do that quickly 20 times a day. Mm-hmm. What if someone else could do that quickly 20 times a day? Exactly, you know, exactly. And I could get on and do something else that's generating income for the business that I enjoy more. So I think, you know, I, I do think the letting go is a massive part mm. when we're a solo business owner and when it's something that we're so invested in and we're, we're so passionate about, I believe that that's, that's the biggest challenge. Mm, so true. And I I think we hold on to things for a whole lot of reasons, but it really comes down to short-term pain for long-term gain. Yes, it's yep. going to take you a little bit of time. And this doesn't matter whether you're getting a new employee or outsourcing locally or outsourcing internationally. The same rule applies. You have to invest a bit of time to train the person, to give them the instruction, to be clear about what your expectations are. That's how you get the gain out of it. If you don't do those things, you can keep going around in circles and your business will stagnate ultimately. Mm. So you do have to be willing to, and and the point about letting go, absolutely so true, but stop, you know, I think my advice is always there. Stop assuming that anyone that works for you is going to be you or do things necessarily the same or as well as you because it's not their business (laughs) that's right and that's what I love about what you do and you and I speak you know Mm. very congruently around preparing yourself and Mm. I think 
you know, I actually don't take on clients unless they've gone away and done the preparation first. Yeah. Um, I think it's really important that you can sit back and identify what this person is going to mean to your business, what their role will be, not just now and not just for, you know, the immediate uh, the immediate tasks that are overwhelming you, but in the future, that you know, looking to the future, what is this person going to fill, you know, in your business? What role are they going to play and what part of your bigger picture do they then contribute to? Because I think that's really important when you're hiring anybody. Mm. You know, people are smarter these days when they're being, being hired, you know, mm. when they're interviewing. They want better for themselves. They want to be with an organisation that's going to look after them, that's going to give them some, you know, growth for themselves. Mm. Um, so why wouldn't, why wouldn't you then spend the time to show them what that looks like? So yeah. take the time to identify the things that are important to you mm. and, and help them be invested yep. in the role. Yeah, that's so true from an engagement perspective. I want to go back to something you mentioned earlier because I think it's a really important point and it's the the issue that you raised around fear, that people are mm. fearful. And, and I think I see this play out at, again at all the levels, whether we're talking outsource or, or an employee, but particularly when we're outsourcing, I think there is this unknown and fear when we look at overseas outsourcing. And I've shared with you that I, I've certainly had this fear as well in the past that it, it is the unknown. It is how do I know who to choose? How do I know where to find people? Is there really any difference when you're outsourcing internationally compared to when you're outsourcing locally? Or do the same rules apply in terms of how you screen people? I think the same rules apply. Mm. And I think, you know, the process certainly that we put our candidates through um, would be the same as any uh, recruitment agency, you mm. know, I feel, putting people through. They have video interviews. They have, you know, tests that they need to do, behavioural intelligence, you know, um, emotional intelligence testing. They have, you know, all, all the same things. You do reference checks. You do... Mm. You know, why would it be any different because you're still bringing this person into your organisation and they still need to know about your company and be invested in what, what it is that you're presenting? So from that perspective, I think it's the same. I think the way that you acknowledge somebody's culture is different because mm -hmm. looking towards the Philippines, for example, if you're outsourcing is going to be you're going to have different considerations when you're mm -hmm. hiring them because they have different values perhaps to what somebody in Australia might have, you know, um, and different conditions and different uh, different capabilities with regards to, you know, internet and so on. So mm -hmm. I think, you know, you have to have a think and, and I think taking it a step back even further when you're thinking about the type of person, so from a fear perspective, I think the, the way to get around that is just be very, very clear on the type of person that's going to be best suited for your business. Mm -hmm. So don't be trapped into going offshore to the Philippines if you really don't feel comfortable with that, but just because everyone else is doing it, you think you should. Mm. You know, um, what's important to you if having somebody local that understands the local landscape and, you know, could easily speak about you know the the neighborhood so to speak well mm -hmm. you're not going to have someone from the philippines or india doing that for you no you're going to have someone local but if it's back of house work it's you know data entry it's managing your database you know things like that then 
probably having someone local isn't as important and if budget is really important to you then you're going to be able to consider somebody from the Philippines for example and so your risk and your fear around that risk is going to be less. Mm. And this comes back to clarity again this comes back to really being clear about what you need done where it fits into the ecosystem that is your business Mm. You know, I break it down into must-haves, desirables, and you know, deal-breaker criteria. And yep. like you said, it being able to talk about you know the weather in Sydney is important to your customer service. Then, of course, you're not going to outsource that. But I think, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong here, but if you're looking at work that is very process-orientated, particularly, and that doesn't, you know, that is more back-end, that is perfectly suited to some overseas outsourcing. Yeah, and I think I think the thing is, if you can just be a little bit adventurous mm-hmm. and consider what you need done, so put a job description together and, you know, get that clarity there, put your job description together, just send it to, to a reputable agency that you know you can trust, send it to them and say, is this something that a VA could do for me? Yeah. You know, we we had that uh, just recently, two days ago, we had a client uh, that we've used in the past say, uh, reply to one of my newsletters and say, you know what, Christy, um, you know, we're doing pretty well, but we're really struggling to find local um, IT recruiters. Mm. Just for whatever reason, we're really struggling is that something that maybe you could help with? And, you know, I sort of said, well, I don't know. Can you send me a job description of what it is you're looking for and and let's see? Mm. And, you know, within three days we found them an incredible candidate Mm. um, who's got the experience of IT recruitment out of the Philippines Mm. um, and she can talk beautifully on the phone. She's, you know, she's really skilled at what she does. She's been doing it for five years and there we have it. So. You know, I think just being willing to explore and, and you know, when I think about when I started my business 11 years ago, well, I started the business 12 years ago, mm. but when I started it 12 years ago, I was curious. I was curious. I was adventurous. I was ex- willing to explore what the options were. And when I hit upon, oh, virtual assistants, I'd never heard of that before. Yeah. Um, and these platforms um, that were available, freelance platforms, I kind of went, oh, I wonder what this would do for me. And with a very low outlay of $50 a week, mm-hmm. you know, that's all I could afford, I went, all right, let's give this a try. And yeah. that that girl that I was paying $50 a week for, for 10 hours a week, she still works with me 10 yeah. years later. Yeah. And you've touched on something really important there, and that is the affordability when you go yeah. offshore. And I think what's important to point out here is it is ultra affordable for us, but it's very generous mm-hmm. given their usual, you know, pay standards in a lot of these countries. So don't feel that the payment you're making is in any way, you know, if you're paying the right rates, of course, you know, mm-hmm. ripping anyone off or undervaluing people because yeah. it is a very different culture. It's a very different economy in many of these countries. And quite often what we're paying them, although in comparison to our local staff feels you know, minuscule, it's very generous for them. And, and you know, the feedback I get from others that use these outsourcing models is that the staff they work with over there really, really appreciate the work. Is that your experience? Oh, look, 
I mean, I've been, <laughs> I've been championing this for such a long mm. time. You know, I had so much backlash uh, when I first started my business and started outsourcing to the Philippines because of of the Australian community of virtual assistants and businesses that felt that it was taking work away mm. from Australians. And I've been very vocal about it. Um, that there, you know, there are certain reasons why, as a business, we go offshore, and you know, it's it's not to take away from from the VAs that are here in Australia. There are incredible VAs here in Australia, and I advocate for them, you know, consistently for particular clients and type of work. And if you're a client that can afford to pay somebody, you know, forty plus dollars an hour for really, you know fabulous support because that fits your business model and that fits what you're looking for then you should Mm. you know Mm. um but yes I think uh there are a lot when I first started this business there were so many uh companies US-based companies that were ripping off yeah um and paying 50 cents to two dollars an hour you know and and I think when I started the business that's what attracted me so much to my home-based model in that I asked the questions of some of the girls that I was hiring saying, why do you work from home? You know, and their reasons were, we have kids. Yeah, It takes us three hours each way mm-hmm. to get to and from an office that pays us 50 cents an hour that all that pays for is the childcare that I've just had to get yes. to look after my kids. Yes. Right? And so many Australians would also you know, relate to that from a childcare perspective. You know, you work so hard to pay for your childcare. Yes. What's the point of that, right? Yeah. So, so yes, absolutely. We are, we get asked often, um, do you run an ethical business? Mm. And, you know, we pay above um, the rate that majority of the VAs uh, we see get paid. Mm-hmm. We provide benefits. We, you know, we are like a family to them. And I think if as a company you f- you want to outsource an e- in an ethical way mm-hmm. without going direct because you're too scared to go direct, then yeah. you should look for companies like ours that actually do take care of their team. You know, you can see it by the way the VAs post on their social media about how excited they are Mm. having worked for five years with us or, you know, and I think think a business that asks their employees what they need Mm -hmm. and what's important to them is a business that, you know, is going to end up continuing and continuing because it's not about the volume it's not about the money it's not about that it's about supporting you know a team of beautiful beautiful men and women mm-hmm. that just want a better life yes yeah absolutely but they've got these amazing skills as well you know it's and I think 10 years ago when I was looking at it the VAs in Australia did not have the skills, the mm-hmm. online skills that those in the Philippines had. They were so far ahead, mm. you know. But there's risks in anything, right? There's yeah. risks in anything and, and you know, it's not always plain sailing and there's not always 
um, VAs in the Philippines working ethically and, you know, there's not always VAs here in Australia working. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) When I had my recruitment business, I used to say to people, recruiting is like the hardest job in the world because your product is people and people Mm. change their mind and backflip on you and don't tell you things no matter how good you are at Mm. uncovering all of those things. The reality is humans are humans and so things will, but that doesn't matter whether they're an employee, a contractor, that is all still the case and it's about just putting a structure in place so you're you're protected if that anything does go wrong um it is just the nature we're all human so um of course it's going to happen now Mm. this whole concept of going direct versus going through an agency such as yours Mm. I love this point because I think this is where the fear comes from you know that I'm going to jump on Fiverr or one of those you know (laughs) platforms and I'm going to do a little search Um, and in fact this happened just the other day A, a mentor suggested to me that I needed to get some help with some design work just jump on fiber. And I, and I did the search and I thought, no way, I'm not even going to try and choose someone on this platform because to me, there was just no way of being sure. And so I went another way and got some referrals, but I think this is where there is fear because you are, if you're going to go on a platform like that, in my mind, there is an element of guesswork involved where when you, the same with anything, when you go to a professional agency or service provider that does this you know, as their bread and butter, they've got the checks and measures in place um, mm-hmm. to make sure. So I think, you know, if you're listening and thinking, oh, I really want to give this a go, my advice to you would be don't try and do it on your own, especially in the first instance. Go and get some help from someone that, you know, someone like Christy, someone that does this and there are, you know, as you said, others out there and ask the questions and get the mm-hmm. feedback and get the information because I think that removes, it's at least one layer of fear or an uncertainty removed when you're getting professional help. And this goes for anything in business, obviously, but you're doing the work, you're you're doing the vetting, Mm. you're doing the screening. And that's that's the bit that most business owners Mm. probably won't um, either know how to or consciously do, you know, Mm. on their own accord. I think there's a place, you know, for the freelance sites. I mean, for many years, I, I worked off what was Odesk and is now Upwork. Mm. I worked off that and I worked off Fiverr, you know, and sometimes I got good results, sometimes I didn't. But, yeah. you know, I was prepared for getting the bad results. And, yes. you know, it was never, ever a huge investment. It was yes. always a small investment. And so, you know, I, I will still go to Fiverr every now and then if I want something small done that, you know, from someone who I had a good result from, yes, I'll always go back to them. Um, but you've got to be willing to have the, the bad with the good when mm. you're prepared to do that. I think, though, when, you know, the majority of people that we're talking, businesses that we're talking to at the moment that are looking for stability and are looking for consistency yeah. uh, in someone working with them, that's when I wouldn't be going to the freelance sites. That's yes. when I'd be coming to an agency because, you know, if you've got someone that you want to build a relationship with, that you want to know that they're working ethically and secure and that you're going to have the consistency, they're not just going to run off, then Mm -hmm. that's when you need that. But it doesn't, this is the thing, it doesn't always work out. I mean, we've got a social media VA who's amazing. She's working with three of our clients doing beautiful work and we put another client to her and, um, but it's not working Mm. and she's not producing what they want. And no one can understand why because we're like, well, she's doing brilliant work for everybody else. Why wouldn't she do work for you? But I think it's just the combination of 
that client and how they work and how they brief and what they're looking for and, you know, what that VA's skills are. It doesn't always work. And so the beauty about the fact that that doesn't work is we pick it up straight away Mm -hmm. and we we put somebody else there yep. straight away. So yep. you're not really missing out or losing. There might be a bit of time that you've lost or. But you're not starting from scratch going to look for someone on your from own. Scratch. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the difference. It's a bit like, you know, in, in the days that you had temp agencies. Yes. Uh, and you threw some. <laughs> I had one of those temp. myself. Yeah. Did you? <laughs> I ran I my first recruitment job was running a temp desk with I can't remember how many attempts I had, 100 odd attempts uh, out, and you know, it's fast paced and it's fun. And when I set up my own agency, I set up a temp desk. But I'll tell you what, running a temp desk is hard work, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I was a temp and yes. I remember just going from job to job and, you know, being thrown in wherever wherever it was needed. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so so I think, you know, as an agency, we kind of cover a whole range of things. And I think that's where you can feel comfortable that people you know, you know, an agency like ours for, ours, for example, we've we've looked after over 400 clients in our 10 years and, um, you know, with the 40 VAs that we've got on board and we've we've got a lot of history there to support, you know, to support businesses. And we're constantly evolving and constantly learning and changing as any business is. But I feel that if you're able to talk to somebody that actually gets you and understands the natural progression of a business that goes from just you to having to grow and scale and, you know, all that encompasses that, it makes it easier for you to feel comfortable about it. Mm, Yeah. So let's rehab, I guess. So if we're going to look at outsourcing, firstly, Mm. if you're in business and you want to grow and it's just you right now, you need to consider outsourcing as one of the options that you should be looking at. I think we need Mm. to say that straight up because it's very unlikely you're going to go from just you to hiring of an employee. Some of you might, but often there is a step in between which, which is getting something outsourced. Now, whether that is project base or getting an outsourced mm. VA of sorts, you need to get open to the idea. Otherwise, you're going to stay stuck. So that's our message to you first and foremost. But then from there, it's about really getting clear on what tasks need doing, which which things can come off your plate. And I usually start by recommending things that are easy to train on, things that uh, either take you lot, like you said earlier, little chunks of time, but quite often, or mm. take up lots of your time, and it's not your zone of genius. Like mm-hmm. the other day, I taught myself to uh, edit podcasts in Audacity. I definitely <laughs> should have been outsourcing that. Let's be clear. Um, so th- there is there's the starting point. And yep. would you? What else would you recommend people do if they're preparing to outsource? Look, I think there's there's three key steps that people can do right now, even if they're not preparing to outsource. Mm-hmm. And I think as you're running a business, every business should consider doing this so that they are prepared when they can. It's all of those tasks that you do online on your computer that you do every day or every week that are routinary that, you know, you're constantly doing um, do a screen recording, do a Loom video. Loom mm-hmm. is great for doing it. Do a Loom video, create a process around it uh, as you do it. So it's not taking you any extra time. Um, have a project management system like Asana or Trello or something like that that you can actually store 
all of your processes. So you can create a project that is, you know, accounting, for example, Mm -hmm. and then you can show, you know, do a video on all of the processes that you currently do in that accounting um, field. Mm -hmm. Throw them in there. So then you're starting to build a whole list of tasks that eventually one day when you're comfortable and when you're ready, you can start to hand over. That's that's kind of the first and second thing. So setting it up. Mm-hmm. Then once you've got all of that, identify your top three. So what are the top three things that at the moment, if you got rid of them, would make the most impact on your business if you, if you could get rid of them. So it either gives you back more time or it creates, uh, generates more income for you or, you know, whatever it is, but you want it to be three things that are a big, a big thing, because if you don't start with the, some of the big stuff, mm. you won't see and feel the impact to want to keep going. Mm, that's a that's good point. really important. Yeah. If you just start with some easy little thing that getting rid of, you won't even notice that it's been taken out of your day, you're not going to keep going. Yeah. So find something big that's going to really, you're going to feel the impact and feel the relief when it's taken off your plate. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think that's great. And Loom videos yeah. are gold, aren't they? Oh. I just love them. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think if you can set yourself up right now, so today, whatever you're doing at your desk, that is something that you do consistently and it's repetitive for you, sit there, download Loom, record yourself talking to the video exactly how you do it, and then put that into your project management system if you have one. And if not, just get Trello or something that's free um, and then add it there so that when you're ready to go, you then have identified what you want. You've created the process. So even if you're in overwhelm when you decide to outsource, Mm. it's as simple as sending that VA or sending whoever you're outsourcing to the link to the process and say, here's what I need you to do for me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. So setting up. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So we need to get clear on what we want to do. We need to create the Loom videos. We need to get them into some kind of system, a Trello or an Asana or whatever we're using, Monday, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And then we're ready to go. Create your job description and you're ready to go. Yeah. You're awesome. Great. So if you haven't done that, that is your task for today, listeners, to go ahead and do that. That's right. (laughs) And then Um, once you've done that and you're ready and you feel like you're ready to do things, book a call with me. I mean, if you can book a call with me, I can talk you through. And, and, you know, the the thing, even though I've got that agency, I'm an educator at heart. So Mm. I'm more interested in the business having the right solution for them. So if the right solution is having somebody local, then that's what I'll recommend. Mm -hmm. Um, It's more just about making sure that they feel comfortable in taking that next step yeah and I love that and I've had that conversation with you so I know yeah. that you genuinely have the best uh, of the business at heart when you're providing that advice yep. so we'll put in today's show notes exactly how listeners can book that call with you but if people want to connect with you where do you like to be connected with over on LinkedIn or where's your favorite platform 
Oh, gee. Um, <laughs> All of them. <laughs> I know. I've got so many of the platforms. I mean, probably the if people want to connect with me, yes, LinkedIn is a great place. Um, I'm on Facebook as well. Uh, we've got Facebook there and Instagram. But probably the best way, if people want to find out more and, and just want to chat with me, head to the website, virtualelves.com.au. And at the top there, there's a, an opportunity to chat with me for 15 minutes. Um, and I think if people... People are just wanting to ask questions and explore, you know, what their options could be, then that's the best way to get started. Perfect. So virtualelves.com.au and there's a button right there on the website. I saw it this morning and I'll put the link in today's show notes as well. Christy, thank you so much. That has been an awesome conversation and I really appreciate you joining me here today. My absolute pleasure. Thank you. Awesome is Christy. I was so appreciated, appreciative of her spending the time with us here on the podcast to share her knowledge and her wisdom and her advice around outsourcing for your business because we all know that we can't have a business that drives the success that we want by however we measure that, but most often it's profitability and revenue type uh, indicators, as well as give us any sense of freedom without the right team. And outsourcing is absolutely part of building that team. If you're just starting when you're growing your business, you're outsourcing. And as we shared in the in, in our chat, at each growth pain point, outsourcing can be part of the solution. So you might have 10 or 20 staff and you've got an area in your business where you're under-resourced, you might start with outsourcing that. And eventually you might bring it in-house. I'm working with a business at the moment, redoing their whole organizational structure And we're looking at what's being outsourced and what's going to come in-house. So this is important and relevant whether you're just starting out or whether you're well into your business journey. Now, if you'd love to reach out to Christy, I'm going to make sure all of her contact details are in today's show notes. And you're going to be able to find those over at peoplepoweredbusiness.com. And you can click on episode number 85. Um, But the short link to her website is virtualelves.com.au. So you can reach her there, but everything will be in the show notes for you. So thank you so much, Christy, for joining us. And thanks for listening into the podcast this week. We'll be back again next week with a brand new episode. Have a great week. 